The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. For the ones who get it done, the most important part is the one you need now. And the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger. Because we have professional-grade supplies for every industry, even hard-to-find products. And we have same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the London Visited Podcast on your favourite podcast provider, bringing to you the facts, history and information about different parts of this great capital. If you have been to London, are planning on visiting, live here or just love London from afar, then this is the podcast for you. Hi, I'm Steve and welcome to our podcast. We're here for all things London and to tell you more behind some of the iconic places and people in London's history. In this episode, we go to Stamford Bridge, which is a suggestion from one of our listeners, Kendra. Thanks, Kendra. Looking forward to bringing you this and it's a two-parter. So this week, it's part one. Don't forget to visit and subscribe to our YouTube channel, London Visited, to see videos covering so many places across London. Also, if you love the podcast and the channel, why not join us as a member? Join our group of what we like to call our London Visited Crown Jewels where there are so many different benefits, including a members-only monthly podcast. Have a look by going to patreon.com forward slash London Visited. And now to this week's podcast. Stamford Bridge is a football stadium in Fulham, adjacent to the borough of Chelsea in West London. It's home of the Premier League club Chelsea, with a capacity of 40,341, and it's the ninth largest venue of the 22-23 Premier League season. Opened in 1877, the stadium was used by the London Athletic Club until 1905, when new owner Gus Mears founded Chelsea Football Club to occupy the ground. Chelsea have played their home games here ever since. It's undergone major changes over the years, and most recently in the 1990s, when it was renovated into a modern all-seater stadium. Stamford Bridge has been the venue for England international matches, FA Cup finals, FA Cup semi-finals, and charity shield games. It's also hosted numerous other sports, such as cricket, Rugby Union, Rugby League, Speedway, Greyhound Racing, Baseball and American Football. The stadium's highest official attendance is 82,905 for a league match between Chelsea and Arsenal on the 12th of October 1935. Stamford Bridge is considered to be a derivative of Stamfordsea Bridge, meaning the bridge at the Sandy Ford. 18th century maps show a Stamford Creek running along the route of what is now a railway line at the back of the East Stand as a tributary of the Thames. The upper reaches of this tributary have been known as Billingswell's Ditch, Paul's Creek and Counter's Creek. In medieval times, the creek was known as Billingwell Deitch, derived from Billings Spring or Stream. It formed the boundary between the parishes of Kensington and Fulham. By the 18th century, the creek had become known as Counter's Creek, which is the name it has retained since. The stream had two local bridges, Stamford Bridge on the Fulham Road, also recorded as Little Chelsea Bridge, and Stanbridge on the King's Road, now known as Stanley Bridge. The existing Stanford Bridge was built of brick in 1860 to 1862, 
and has since been partly reconstructed. Stamford Bridge opened in 1877 as home of the London Athletic Club and was almost used exclusively for that purpose until 1904, when the lease was acquired by brothers Gus and Joseph Mears, who wanted to stage high-profile professional football matches there. However, previous to this, in 1898, Stamford Bridge played host to the World Championship of Shinty between Beauty Shinty Club and London Kamenachi. Stamford Bridge was built close to Lily Bridge, an older sports ground which had hosted the 1873 FA Cup final and the first ever amateur boxing matches, among other things. It was initially offered to Fulham Football Club, but they turned it down for financial reasons. After considering the sale of the land to the Great Western Railway Company, the Mears decided to found their own football club, Chelsea, to occupy the ground as a rival to Fulham. Noted football ground architect Archibald Leach, who had designed Ibrox, Celtic Park, Craven Cottage and Hampden Park, was hired to construct the stadium. In its early days, Stamford Bridge Stadium was served by a small railway station, Chelsea and Fulham Railway Station, which was later closed after World War II bombing. Stamford Bridge had an official capacity of around 100,000, making it the second largest ground in England after Crystal Palace. It was used as the FA Cup final venue. As originally constructed, Stamford Bridge was an athletics track and the pitch was initially located in the middle of the running track. This meant that spectators were separated from the field of play on all sides by the width of the running track, and on the north and south sides, the separation was particularly large because the long sides of the running track considerably exceeded the length of the football pitch. The stadium had a single stand for 5,000 spectators on the east side. Designed by Archibald Lich, it was an exact replica of Stevenage Road stand, which he had previously built at the redeveloped Craven Cottage, and the main reason why Fulham had chosen not to move into the new ground. The other sides were all open in a vast bowl, and thousands of tons of material excavated from the building of the Piccadilly line provided the high terracing for standing spectators, exposed to the elements on the west side. In 1945, Stamford Bridge staged one of the most notable matches in its history. Soviet side, FC Dynamo Warsaw, were invited to tour the UK at the end of the Second World War, and Chelsea were the first side they faced. An estimated crowd of over 100,000 crammed into Stamford Bridge to watch a 3-3 draw, with many spectators on the dog track and on top of the stands. In the early 1970s, the club's owners initiated a project to renovate Stamford Bridge. However, the cost of building the East Stand escalated out of control after shortages of materials and a builder strike, and the remainder of the ground remained untouched. The new East Stand was finished, but most of the unusable running tracks remained and the new stand was also displaced by approximately 20 metres, compared to the pitch. The idea was to move the entire stadium towards the north, but due to the financial situation in the mid-1970s, the other stands were not rebuilt for another two decades. In the meantime, Chelsea struggled in the league, and attendances fell and debts increased. The club was relegated to the second division in 1975, and again in 1979, narrowly avoiding the drop into the third division in 1983, before finally returning to the first division a year later. The increase in the costs, combined with other factors, sent the club into decline. As part of the financial restructuring of the late 1970s, the freehold was separated from the club, and when the new Chelsea chairman Ken Bates bought the club for £1 in 1982, he did not buy the ground. A large chunk of the Stamford Bridge freehold was subsequently sold to property developers, Marler Estates. The sale resulted in a long and acrimonious legal fight between Bates and Marler Estates. Marler Estates was ultimately forced into bankruptcy after a market crash in the early 1990s, allowing Bates to do a deal with his banks and reunite the freehold with the club. 
During the 1984-85 season, following a series of pitch invasions and fights by football hooligans during matches at the stadium, Chairman Ken Bates erected an electric perimeter fence between the stands and the pitch, identical to the one which effectively controlled cattle on his dairy farm. However, the electric fence was never turned on, and before it was dismantled, due to the GRC blocking it from being switched on for health and safety reasons. With the Taylor Report arising from the Hillsborough disaster being published in January 1990 and ordering all top division clubs to have all-seater stadiums in time for the 94-95 season, Chelsea's plan for a 34,000-seat stadium at Stamford Bridge was given approval by Hammersmith and Fulham Council on the 19th of July 1990. The rebuilding of the stadium commenced and successive building phases during the 1990s eliminated the original running track. The construction of the East End, some 20 years earlier, had begun the process of eliminating the track. All stands, now roofed and all-seater, are immediately adjacent to the pitch. This structure captures and concentrates the noise of the supporters. The pitch, the turnstiles and the naming rights of the club are now owned by Chelsea Pitch Owners, an organization set up to prevent the stadium from being purchased by property developers. In Puerto Rico, we call ourselves Boricua. We are proud, passionate and full of life. On our island, adventure finds you. Strangers aren't strangers for long. The size of the audience doesn't change the beauty of the music. And we celebrate every last ray of sun. Live Boricua. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastic into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. KSS Design Group, Architects, designed the complete redevelopment of Stamford Bridge Stadium and its hotels, megastore, offices and residential buildings. Stamford Bridge was the venue of the FA Cup final from 1920 to 1922, before being replaced by Wembley Stadium in 1923. It staged 10 FA Cup semi-finals, 10 Charity Shield matches and 3 England matches, the last in 1932. It was one of the home venues for the representative London 11 team that played the original Intercity Fairs Cup. The team played the home leg of their two-legged final at Stamford Bridge, drawing 2-2 with FC Barcelona. They lost the away leg 6-0, however. The FA Cup finals held at Stamford Bridge were in 1920. The attendance was just over 50,000. The winners were Aston Villa versus Huddersfield Town. Aston Villa won 1-0. In 1921, 72,805 people saw Tottenham Hotspur beat Wolverhampton Wanderers 1-0. In 1922, 53,000 people saw Huddersfield Town beat Preston North End 1-0. Stamford Bridge has also hosted a variety of other sporting events since Chelsea have occupied the ground. In October 1905, it hosted a rugby union match between the All Blacks and Middlesex. And in 1908, Stamford Bridge was the venue for a rugby league international between Great Britain and touring New Zealand All Golds, who won 18-6. Two New Zealanders, George Smith and William Masser Johnston, played and scored in both these games. Two further rugby league games were held in 1952, British Empire 13 versus New Zealand, and in 1983, Fulham versus Cardiff. 
1914, Stamford Bridge hosted a baseball match between the touring New York Giants and the Chicago White Sox. In 1924, the stadium hosted the 1924 Women's Olympiad, the first international event for women in track and field in the UK. A speedway team operated from the stadium from 1929 until 1932, winning the Southern League in that opening season. Initially, open meetings were held there in 1928. A 19-year-old junior rider, Charlie Biddle, was killed in a racing accident. In 1931, black cinders were laid onto the circuit suitable for use by Speedway and Athletics. A midget car meeting reportedly attracted a crowd of 50,000 people in 1948. The ground was used in 1980 for the first major day-night floodlit cricket match between Essex and the West Indies, although organised by Surrey, which was a commercial success. The following year, it hosted the final of the inaugural Lambert and Butler County Cricket Competition. It, however, failed and the experiment of playing cricket on football grounds was ended. Stamford Bridge briefly hosted American football, despite not being long enough for a regulation-sized gridiron field where the London Monarchs were based there in 1997. The Greyhound Racing Association bought Greyhound Racing to Stamford Bridge on the 31st of July 1933. This forced the London Athletic Club to leave the venue. Totalizer turnover in 1946 was nearly £6 million. To put this into perspective, the British transfer record at the same time in 1946 was £14,500. On the 1st of August 1968, the Greyhound Racing Association closed Stamford Bridge to Greyhound Racing, quoting the fact that Stamford Bridge had to race on the same days as White City. An attempt by Chelsea to bring back Greyhound Racing to Stamford Bridge in 1976 to alleviate debts failed when the Greyhound Racing Association refused them permission to do so. The bridge pitch is surrounded on each side by four covered all-seater stands, officially known as the Matthew Harding Stand, North, East Stand, the Shed Stand, South and West Stand. Each stand has at least two tiers and was constructed for entirely different reasons as part of separate expansion plans. The Matthew Harding Stand, previously known as the North Stand, is along the north edge of the pitch. In 1939, a small two-storied North Stand, including seating, was erected. It was originally intended to span the entire northern end, but the outbreak of World War II and its aftermath compelled the club to keep the stand small. It was demolished and replaced by open terracing for standing supporters in 1976. The North Stand was closed in 1993, and the present North Stand of two tiers, the Matthew Harding Stand, was then constructed at that end. It is named after the former Chelsea director Matthew Harding, whose investment helped transform the club in the early 1990s, before his death in a helicopter accident on the 22nd of October 1996. His investment in the club enabled construction of the stand, which was completed in time for the 1996-97 season. It has two tiers and accommodates most season ticket holders, giving it an excellent atmosphere, especially in the lower tier. Any proposal to enlarge the facility would necessitate demolition of the adjacent Chelsea FC Museum and Chelsea Health Club and Spa. For some Champions League matches, this stand operates at a reduced capacity, some entrances being obstructed by the presence of TV outside broadcast vehicles. The only covered stand when Stamford Bridge was renovated into a football ground in 1905, the East Stand, had a gabled corrugated roof, with around 6,000 seats and a terraced enclosure. The stand remained until 1973, when it was demolished in what was meant to be the opening phase of a comprehensive redevelopment of the stadium. The new stand was opened at the start of the 1974-75 season, but due to the ensuing financial difficulties at the club, it was the only part of the development to be completed. 
the East End essentially survives in its 1973 three-tiered cantilever form, although it has been much refurbished and modernized since. It is the heart of the stadium, housing the tunnel, dugout, dressing rooms, conference room, press center, audiovisual, and commentary box. The middle tier is occupied by facilities, clubs, and executive suites. The upper tier provides spectators with one of the best views of the pitch, and it is the only section to have survived the extensive redevelopment of the 1990s. Previously, it was home to the away supporters on the bottom tier. However, at the start of the 2005-06 season, then-manager Jose Mourinho requested that the family section move to this part of the stand to boost team morale. Away fans were moved to the shed end. The shed end is along the south side of the pitch. In 1930, a new terrace was built on the south side for more standing spectators. It was originally known as the Fulham Road End, but supporters nicknamed it The Shed, and this led to the club officially changing its name. It became the most favoured spot for the loudest and most die-hard support, until the terrace was demolished in 1994, when an all-seater stadia had become compulsory by law as per safety measures in light of the Taylor Report following the Hillsborough disaster. The seated stand, which replaced it, is still known as the Shed End. The new stand opened in time for the 1997-98 season. Along with the Matthew Harding stand, it is an area of the ground where many vocal fans congregate. The view from the upper tier is widely regarded as one of the best in the stadium. The shed also contains the Centenary Museum and a memorial wall, where families of deceased fans are able to leave a permanent memorial of their loved ones, indicating their eternal support. A large chunk of the original wall from the back of the shed end terrace still stands and runs along the south side of the stadium. It's recently been decorated with lights and large images of Chelsea legends. Since 2005, it has been where away supporters were housed. They are allocated 3,000 tickets towards the east side, roughly half the capacity of the stand. Peter Osgood's ashes were laid to rest under the shed end penalty spot in 2006. So, I hope you've enjoyed our first look at Stamford Bridge, and who would have known all of that history behind it and how many sports had taken part there? Now, if you'd like to make contact with us, like Kendra did, to suggest any places you'd like us to feature in future podcasts, you can let me know through our website, londonvisited.co.uk, or through our social media. It's that easy. Kendra did it, and look what we're broadcasting. Thanks for listening. Really hope you enjoyed our podcast, and we'll see you soon for part two of Stamford Bridge. Thanks for listening, and please don't forget to subscribe to get more shows direct to your device. Also, why not visit our London Visited YouTube channel to get even more of London. Catch you soon on the next one. Ladies, at Essentia Health, you're not just a patient. You're a partner in your healthcare journey. We'll get to the heart of your health questions, even the ones you're embarrassed to ask. We'll find solutions to fit your unique needs and lifestyle, because here... We're in it together. Feel confident in your care and in yourself. Schedule a women's health appointment with an Essentia Health provider today. Click the banner to learn more.